listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. When John Fawcett, the pastor of a small church in a small town in England, was invited to take over the pastorate at Carter's Lane Baptist Church in London, he agreed. After all, his current salary was small and his family was growing. He needed the money. Fawcett preached his farewell sermon and loaded up his family's wagons. As his parishioners stood around, his wife turned to him tearfully and declared she couldn't bear to leave the church family they had grown to love. Pastor Fawcett confessed to feeling the exact same way and then suddenly began to unload the wagons. He was determined to stay, and stay he did. Fawcett wrote, Blessed be the tie that binds to commemorate his decision, and he stayed at Wainsgate Baptist Church in West Yorkshire, England, the rest of his life. One read-through of this well-loved hymn makes it clear that not only did John Fawcett have a clear grasp of what the Bible paints as ideal church fellowship, but his own experience matched God's description. Now, we all know that no church is perfect, so my encouragement to you is to listen as I read this hymn to you and ask yourself what you can do to help make this even truer of your own church. And then following this read-through, I'll share a little bit more about what I've been up to and what's in store for you at Hymns Illustrated, and we'll also get a bird's eye view of this eye-opening and encouraging hymn of the month. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. Before our Father's throne, we pour our ardent prayers, our fears, our hopes, our aims are one our comforts, and our cares. We share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens bear, and often for each other flows the sympathizing tear. When we are called to part, it gives us inward pain, but we shall still be joined in heart and hope to meet again. This glorious hope revives our courage by the way, while each in expectation lives and waits to see the day. From sorrow, toil, and pain, and sin we shall be free, and perfect love and friendship reign through all eternity. There is so much biblical truth in that hymn, and I can't wait to unpack some of that for you today. But first, I wanted to give you a little update about the podcast. You may have noticed that no podcast went out last week, and that was actually not intentional. I just didn't have the time I needed to get it out. It was a busy week, and this is a very busy time of year. So it is a good time to remind you that I'm a one-woman show over here, and unlike some of the podcasts you may listen to, I don't have an entire production team. It is just me. I take care of it all, which leads me to my next update. For May and through the summer at least, look for this podcast every other week rather than every week. And this is intentional, I assure you. I've been loving our weekly mini episode format, 
but I would like to offer you a bit more variety, and I think every other week may better allow me to do that. So the plan is to cover our hymn of the month in one episode, and then the other episode each month will be on a special topic and hopefully some interviews. So I'm looking forward to this change, which should be a positive one. I still plan to share new hymns with you in our Discover segment, and I still plan to feature hymn testimonials from you all, which leads me to one last point before diving into our hymn of the month. Do you have a favorite hymn, or at least a hymn that is one of your favorites? And is there a memory or thought you associate with that hymn? Well, why not share it with others who listen to this podcast? To share, simply use the voice memo app on your phone to record your name, an optional fun fact about you, the name of the hymn, and why it's meaningful to you. And also, if you could read at least one stanza, that would be fantastic. Then send that recording over to me at kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. That's Kristen with a K and ending in E-N. And if you would rather, you can also email me your written testimonial for me to read here on the podcast. Again, that's Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. All right, now let's take a bird's eye view of our hymn of the month together. Well, last week, somewhat last minute, I was asked to substitute teach our ladies Sunday school class and guess what I already had prepared? Our hymn of the month, thanks to the hymn study devotional guide that I prepare every month for Hymns for Life members. So that was fortuitous. For those listening who are Hymns for Life members, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you are wondering what Hymns for Life is, let me just tell you really quickly. Hymns for Life is an online membership that costs just $6.95 a month. And with that membership, you get a hymn study devotional guide each and every month, which consists of a parsed hymn, aka a quick study that gives you the hymn story, a glossary of words and their definitions to help you think through the meaning of the hymn text, the actual hymn text that is cross-referenced with related scripture so you can connect the hymn to the biblical truth found in it, and then also several stanza studies to help you reflect through each stanza. And this is in a printable PDF format. Members also get a few other resources to help you keep the hymn of the month at the top of your mind and heart, such as a word search, coloring pages, and printable greeting cards you can share with your friends and family. Now I'm adding something else. First, I'm working on way more cross-reference hymns to include online in the membership, not just for the hymn of the month. That feature is one I keep hearing really great feedback about, so I want to do more with those cross-references for sure. And then I'm also adding a live hymn study page, somewhat different than what we've done before, and that includes a hymn outline. All that to say, this outline is what I'm sharing with you today in our bird's eye segment with the hopes that each point I make here will serve as a memory aid to keep these wonderful truths from this inspiring hymn close to your heart and mind. So here we go. Our divine fellowship is blessed and permanent. We see that in stanza one. Unified and prayerful, stanza two. Supportive and sympathetic, stanza three. Because our divine hope, 
connects us, stanza four, revives us, stanza five, and frees us, stanza six. Our divine fellowship is blessed and permanent because we are bound together by God's love, which is forever. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Colossians 3.14 reminds us that above all these things put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So that is what John Fosta is writing about here in Blessed Be That Tie. That tie is our love, which is rooted in Christ. Uh, God is love. Psalm 136, 26b, give thanks to the God of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever. We know that our fellowship endures forever because it is rooted in God's love, which endures forever. Our divine fellowship is also unified. Our our fears, our hopes, our aims are one and prayerful. Before our Father's throne, we pour our ardent prayers. Ardent here means passionate or fervent, with emotion. And the idea of pouring means pouring out our hearts and unloading our burdens before the Lord. James 5.16 admonishes us to confess our sins to one another and to pray for one another that we may be healed. It goes on to say that the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And Matthew 18.20 reminds us that where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there among us. When my husband and I lived in Georgia, we attended a church that was a good drive away. And in order to get to prayer meeting on Wednesday nights, we would need to leave work early and then fight traffic to make it there on time. So we didn't get to participate in church prayer life as much as we wanted to. And I regret that all the more now that we are just five minutes away and get to go to prayer meeting every Wednesday night. And can see what a blessing it truly is. There are about 12 of us that attend. It's a small church, remember? And these relationships are so incredibly sweet and deeper than I've experienced elsewhere. And this is because we are doing what God wants us to do and sharing our mutual woes and burdens and joys and praises together. Now, if your church meets for prayer and you haven't participated in that yet, I do encourage you to go. Uh, But if for some reason you don't meet officially for prayer or you can't attend for whatever reason, you can still join two or three believers from your church in prayer in an informal way as you talk before or after the service or even a phone call um, or even, even over text as you invite or especially as you invite others into your home. I promise you that your church life and your relationships will be all the sweeter for it and your load and the burdens in life will be lighter for it. We also see that our divine fellowship is supportive and sympathetic. We share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens bear, and often for each other flows the sympathizing tear. Galatians 6.2 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Now, why is our divine fellowship so wonderful, so unified, so supportive, so prayerful? It's because we share a divine hope that connects us, revives us, and frees us. We shall still be joined in heart and hope to meet again, the hymn writer says. 
He also writes, This glorious hope revives our courage by the way. And then in the final stanza, he says, From sorrow, toil, and pain, and sin we shall be free. Do you see the theme of our shared hope in these stanzas? This theme is also throughout Scripture. Let's close our look at the hymn of the month with 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-18. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Now let's discover a new or little known hymn together. Well, I woke up this morning thinking about the end of the world and not to be all doomsday on you, but if you, unless you've had your head in the sand, you have likely had those thoughts as well. And then the Lord sweetly brought this hymn to my mind and my heart. And I have heard a choir sing it before, but it's not something I have seen in hymnals that, um, at least in my own experience, or have sung congregationally. Uh, But listen to the lyrics. It is beautiful. It is anonymous. My life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentation. I catch the sweet though far off hymn that hails a new creation. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear that music ringing It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comforts die, I know my Savior liveth. What though the darkness gather round, songs in the night he giveth. The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine since I am his. How can I keep from singing? And on that blessed note, I'll see you again in a couple of weeks with a surprise topic coming your way. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Music